over the next few minutes, we're going to talk about how to manage a five-year-old who you're afraid will act out what sex actually is at school. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car with you each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And this week's answer to this wonderful question, which I'm going to read out in detail, that um, answer comes from the kindness pillar inside the Evolved Family Method. And you know that the Evolved Family Method is the ground, lays the groundwork for all the work that I do supporting families um, to stay connected uh, as their kids grow up and they need lots of information about sex and the body and all that sort of stuff. So the kindness pillar gives us the skills to care for ourselves and really look at our fears and concerns and support ourselves in a way that we are completely open and available for our child, giving them the information they need and taking on the lion's share of the fear or the concerns that the world around them might have. Because let's face it, it's still not culturally normal for our children to have lots of information about the body and sex and the world around us will be judging our kids maybe that they've got too much information or it's wrong what we're doing as parents so um, the kindness pillar is going to be super important as we talk about this topic so let me read the whole question and then we'll get into it i have a question about imparting information but at the same time trying to limit or shape what they do with that info my question then is once you've told your kid about what happens during sex how do you build in the fact that it's not something for kids to do my fear is my super curious five-year-old will try and act it out with his friends in school. Don't want that call from school. Oh no, nobody wants that call from school, right? So this question is so relevant to most of us. So what most parents will do when they have this question is um, obviously feel a little bit concerned about worst case scenario. They may try and limit the amount of information they give their kids. Uh, they might be thinking so far down the road about where this information could go and what could go wrong. So it limits their ability to connect with their children at home. And I completely understand why that would happen because most of us are living in a culture where children are still supposed to be ignorant around this part of being human. And ignorance is sometimes um, equated with or the same as innocence. And so there's this notion that children who are innocent, or in my case, ignorant, they really don't know a lot of information, are the right sort of child. And children who have information have lost their innocence. And information and innocence are this sort of jumbled up, weird relationship with each other. The research says that kids that have information are more protected against things that could go wrong, um, whether that's boundary violations or abuse of some sort. So it doesn't really hold true about this ignorance and innocence uh, relationship. I've learned that when parents um, try to limit the amount of information their children have or feel anxious and worried about the consequences of their child being informed. It's an indicator of a courageous 
but tongue-tied parent dynamic with the child, which means that the parent wants the very best for their child, but they are tongue-tied and not even just tongue-tied, hamstrung and feel like their hands are behind their back because on one hand, they know information is important. On the other hand, they're sort of stuck because they're so worried about the consequences of informing their child. And I'm just thinking, I understand why that burden lies so heavy on all of us. It's because this idea of information being age appropriate is on one hand, we would think it would free us up from being able to speak, but in fact, it actually shuts us down because our, our child might ask us a question or your friendly sex educator who sits in a car might say to you, oh, absolutely, you can talk to a five-year-old about what sex is. But the world around us, and by that I mean the parents in our school community, might be thinking that age inappropriate. And so then there's this clash between like what we think we're doing right as a parent and what the culture around us thinks we're doing right. So in this episode, let's talk about how we can explain to a curious five-year-old that sex is not something that um, they would enact with their friends in the schoolyard. Let's go. Point one, what is developmentally appropriate for a five-year-old is actually to learn about the world by exploring it. Um, our kids will play act, you know, cooking the dinner or um, driving a car, or they might have an imaginary um, experience of going on an expedition to the Antarctic or something that has captured their imagination. And so point one is that just because our children are exploring something through play, it doesn't mean they're broken. It means if they're exploring something through play uh, related to their body or their genitals, that they need maybe more information, more support. Um, it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It's part of how children learn. So that's the first thing. Children learn by exploring and doing things over and over again. So point two, if they learn by exploring and play acting, then what is our role as a parent? Point two is that exact thing that we can say that um, here's what sex is. Uh, it's only for adults and children don't do anything like that yet because they're not old enough to keep themselves safe and make decisions about those parts of our body. And kids' job is to be protected and cared for by an adult. And then you could go into this whole list of, well, what are all the other things that adults do to care for kids as well? And your child might be able to come up with a huge long list, but I will give you some ideas of what I came up with. Um, adults prepare food for kids because um, it's hard for kids to cook with the oven when they're only five. Maybe your child can do a little bit like that, but they always need a grown-up there, right? Um, adults make sure children are healthy by taking to the doctor and the dentist and all that sort of thing. Adults drive cars and kids don't do that. So can you see where I'm going with this? That we can create a whole long list of things that adults do that kids don't do. And having sex is absolutely one of those things. And you just slot it into the list. So you're not having this conversation with, oh my goodness, you know, kids don't have sex. No, 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 that's not what we're talking about here. We're just talking about all the things that are an adult's responsibility. Adults go to work. They earn money so they can pay the bills. Kids don't need to do that because they're young. Their job is to learn about the world. And so that makes this whole thing about, well, you know this thing about sex now, but 
you don't actually do it much, much easier when you put it in context with all the other things. Point number three, in my experience, schools are rather awesome and they do their absolute best to um, care for children of all different abilities uh, and all different um, experiences. Schools are one of those weird places where families of all different colors and creeds and values all come together and share a space. So uh, a good primary school would understand that there is diversity and complexity when a situation like that comes together. And some of you who listen to sitting in a car might know that um, I've had experiences in my life where my children has known information and other kids in their school community didn't and what that meant. Um, I was at a national school a few weeks ago and there was a complex situation there because um, I, I was brought in to talk to sixth class and there were some kids who understood what porn was, which is good because that's protective if adults are talking to them about porn. And there were some children there who had been sheltered and protected by their parents. And so what was happening was this clash of culture, essentially, inside this classroom. And do you know what? The, the, the principal of that school took me aside and said, we've got this dynamic going on. Um, and she was really super realistic about the world and saying, look, by the time a child is 11 or 12, they absolutely should have some basic skills um, around porn and to know that it exists and that it's not real and all this different thing. So I was contracted in to come and do some education in their school community. Um, most schools should have a sense that children five and six will be starting to know about babies and sex and how babies are made because certainly in the earlier school years there are lots of siblings coming along, right? Lots of babies being made. And so um, any school who has a clear understanding of the development of children should be supportive of the fact that a five-year-old knows what intercourse is. So you've just heard how to explain to a curious five-year-old that they shouldn't really be um, enacting what intercourse is in the playground with their friends. Um, but having this information doesn't necessarily help you with all the conversations. Um, you've yet to work out, well, how do I talk age appropriately with my child about all different sorts of topics, not just intercourse, because that's only one of like, I'm thinking 120 different conversations that we can have with children around the age of five. Um, we don't yet have an ability to care for ourselves if other parents around us think we're doing this wrong. So there's a whole set of skills that you learn inside the Evolve School about how to do that because you're showing up and doing the right thing for your child, but you still live in a culture that um, isn't up to speed with the latest um, protective parenting approaches in this area. So that's complicated. If you would like more help with that, reach out to me either in my Instagram bio, you can DM me on another social media platform like um, Facebook, you could send me an email or click the link somewhere around this video and I can give you more information about when the Evolve School opens next. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them.
Bye for now.